to the four-part teaching series, Understanding Healing, featuring Yvonne Atiyah. In this series, you'll get the biblical view for healing, as well as how it aligns with Jesus' work on the cross. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Oh, it's an exciting day, and you want to know why it's an exciting day? Because today is the first episode in our teaching series. So for some of you who are newer here, I started doing these. I, I in, in my time with the Lord, he spoke to me about starting teaching series and bringing on people who are very qualified to teach on specific topics for a number, a duration of weeks. Um, so it can be anywhere from two weeks to four weeks. So far, everybody said, yes, four weeks. I want to do four weeks. Um, and so if you look in the playlist section on our YouTube, but if you go on YouTube, on our channel, in the playlist tab, there's a, a bunch of playlists and it'll say series one, series two, series three. And we've got everything from deliverance to walking in the spirit to what is the fivefold ministry that talks about in scripture. Uh, it really, the purpose of these is just to equip people, but it's not just for the uh, inquisitive non-Christian or baby Christian. It's for seasoned believers as well. There's so much to gain from those. Uh, but today's series six, and it's about understanding healing, mainly, especially, definitely from a biblical perspective. There's a lot of different stuff out there right now about different modes of healing, new ages on the rise, providing a lot of alternatives to biblical healing, which are ultimately demonic. And so um, Vaughn, I'm going to bring her on in, on in a second, is very qualified to speak on this stuff because she's originally from Egypt, and she carries knowledge of both the Eastern and Western mindsets on the topic of healing. And so this is going to be just an amazing series. I was looking through the notes as I was getting ready. I was getting so pumped up. Um, so guys, it's going to be just an amazing, amazing uh, epi um, episode, but episodes, we're going to be doing four parts. This is part one of four. So very exciting. I think that's all. We get a lot of ground to cover today. Uh, and like I said, it's part one of four. Um, let's give it up for my speaker. She's an author or my, my guest. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's also a very gifted teacher, which is one of the reasons why she's here, you guys. And she's also the founder of Celebrate Freedom Ministries. Let's give it up for my guest today, Yvonne Atiyah. Yvonne! Hi, Jeff. How are you? So happy Hi. to see you. <laughs> yeah, you are mildly jet lagged. I'm mildly, yes. Yeah, just mildly jet lag. You, you were in Australia for two months. Just yes, about. Yes, yeah. two months. So, I'm trying to get my bearings. Yeah, pray for her, people. Pray for her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yes. You. Yeah, that's no joke. That that jet lag is no joke. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we, you know, I think the last time we had you on was, I want to say it was in October or November, somewhere around there. And I approached you about doing, yeah, I approached you about doing a teaching series and I saw you light up yes. and I was like, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bingo. So you had talked to me about this topic, about wanting to do this topic. And I was like, that is perfect. So Yvonne, what are we going to be talking about in today's episode? Amen. Well, you know, Jeff, my heart is because healing is very central to the ministry of Jesus. My heart is to equip 
every mm-hmm. single viewer not just to be healed it's it's wonderful to be healed and many will be but for them to also minister healing for me this was an impossibility it wasn't even on my radar and i'm going to speak about my personal upbringing this yeah. was never i had never seen healings in church um it was very very foreign to me i grew up baptist so for me to even think that um I could heal the sick. This was a no-no. And mm-hmm. even more than that, because I'm a woman, it was like a woman and healing the sick. It was never even something. Yeah. But by God's grace and what God has shown me in the last almost 12 years, 12, 13 years, is that every single believer is equipped to walk in the same authority of mm-hmm. Jesus and to heal the sick and for them to be healed as well. Now, for so many people, Jeff, when they come to the table, in actual fact, when we started to minister healing, we found a lot of hostility, um, a lot of opposition. I mean, you talk about any other topic and everyone's happy. You talk about healing and many will get angry. And it took me a while to be like, why are people angry? I mean, don't they want to be healed? But I understood that people become angry because of their worldview, because this we come to the table with a lot of worldviews. So what I want to do in this first part is that I'm going to share my initial testimony of healing and my personal worldview. And then I'm going to talk about how people um, who are raised up in the West understand healing, how people in the East understand healing. And what is really biblical healing? Because at the end of the day, I don't want to be influenced by those of the Western mindset, nor those in the Eastern mindset. I want to be influenced by what the Bible says, and I want to be grounded in that. But we need to understand the different ones so that we can identify and think, oh, yeah, I think I actually identify more with that one, or I think I think more about with this one. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, um, and I do write that in my book, I did have an amazing healing testimony at the age of six when I fell from a three-story building and I was meant to die, but God healed me. The thing is, I was way too young to understand any of that. I was in year one. So I grew up, but really I grew up in the Western world. So I had migrated to Australia. Um, All my education has been rooted in the Western world. And what that really says is that whatever science cannot prove is not real. So, Mm. and this is rooted deeply in us. So for example, if you speak to a doctor and you say, someone is on stage for cancer and cancer has spread to all of their bodies, what do you think will happen to them? Well, they will die. That's, That's what science says. Because it's scientific, Mm -hmm. Um, cancerous cells um, spread throughout the whole body. And so they will be in the hospice and and that's it. So in that frame of mind, there is no room for the supernatural. There's no Mm -hmm. room that God can break in. Now, that was me because I was working in pharmacy with my husband for over 20 years. And for so many years, I would sit with medical reps who would come and present medication. And they would say, okay, this is for that. And this is for that. And so my mind was like, okay, it was cause and effect. Because Mm -hmm. you have that condition, that's the effect. And that was 
all that was in my mindset until one day I got sick and I, I had a really bad skin condition. Now, I don't know where that skin condition came from, but it was, it was horrible. It was like excess or a lot of warts just growing. And mm. I had no cure. So what the first thing that I did, although I was newly baptized in the Holy Spirit, in my mind, I was separating my physical reality from my spiritual reality. Because what I understood, and that's the Western thinking, is that God does not care about my physical body. The mm -hmm. most important thing is that my soul is going to, God's interested in saving my soul. I receive Jesus. I'm headed to heaven. Who cares about my physical body? And we will begin to, you know, quote scriptures out of context, but that was me. So when I went to different doctors, every doctor gave me a really bad report. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I never ever prayed about my condition. I was taking different medications. I was yeah. trying to freeze those warts, but they were coming back. And I remember going to a dermatologist and he said this to me. He said, the, uh, they will increase um, and your nails will fall off. And unfortunately, it will look really ugly. So we cannot separate our body from how we feel because that brought up that depression in me. I was so depressed because I was like, why? And why is this happening to me? And what I was thinking at the time is that, well, if God, I mean, I never even pressed into healing, but I would always think if someone wants to be healed and God doesn't heal them, it's probably because God wants to keep them humble. Mm. And, we, and I'm going to have- I've heard that one, yeah. <laughs> and then what will we quote? Paul's thorn in the flesh and Job. And these are two main characters, which I'm going to take a whole teaching series about because they have hindered many of the body of Christ wow. to receive their healing. But long story short, I was, I came out of that dermatologist and he basically said to me, there's no way you're going to, there's no cure for you. So just stop doing what you're doing. That's the result. And I sat there, Jeff, and I thought, okay, I'm very upset. I'm going to pray. But I didn't pray for me to get healed. That was not in my dictionary. Interesting. I was just praying because I just wanted, to, I love to pray. So as I am praying, and I was praying in tongues at the time because I was newly baptized in the Holy Spirit, I get to hear God say this to me. And it was a whisper. It was a gentle whisper in my mm -hmm. ears. And he said this. He said, I want to heal you. Can I? And I was like, what is this? I mean, this, who is this? And funny enough, I thought, could this be the devil speaking to me? Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and the reason why I thought it was the devil is because I had just received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. My faith was in a really good place. So I thought, because I'm not going to get healed, that doesn't happen today. Healing is not for today. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And so that is the devil trying to get me to pray to God to heal me. And of course, God's not going to heal me because that doesn't happen today. So that's going to shake my faith. And I could even end up losing my faith. Hmm. So then I said to God, no, how funny is that? I was yeah. Like, I don't yeah. want to be healed. <laughs> and then I hear this gentle whisper and he says this to me. 
in seven days, watch your skin. And I watched those words every single day and every one of them was drying up. And literally on the seventh day, I flicked them all off. I am completely healed. And as I am even saying this right now, I am believing for many. You are getting healed because the testimony carries power. The testimony says, God, would you do it again? Mm. So even as you are, every time we preach the kingdom, which is healing and deliverance, people get healed because you're hearing me now. And if you're sick, you're thinking, God, you've just done it for her. Can you do it for me? But because this is a teaching series, I don't want to get into preaching. I really want to focus on my understanding of healing at the time. I was so excited. I started to take photos of my skin and I was so excited. But I thought that this is a sovereign act of God. In other words, I believe that if God wants to heal, God can do anything. It's exactly like um, the man in Mark 1 who had leprosy. He came to Jesus and said to him, if you are willing, you can heal me. Mm -hmm. In other words, he believed in God's ability. He did not believe it was God's will. Hmm. And that was where I was. I believed in God's ability. And if you speak to any believer, and I'm assuming that most people hearing this, you'd be a believer. If I say to you, do you believe God can do the impossible? Most people would say, yes. Yeah. The problem is not that. Many people don't believe that it's God's will. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. And it can be even like, it can even go as far. You may go, okay, well, I believe it's God's will. They can go past that, but then they get stuck on, I believe God can heal this person. I believe he can heal anybody. I just don't think he wants to heal me. And that a lot of people, a lot of people are there too, you know? Yes. So, yeah. And especially if they tried once or twice, um, rather than, yeah. and I really want to um, say this, and those who are even taking notes, I want you to remember that healing is not just an event. It's a process. It's a process of renewing the yeah. mind. It's not just going to a single healing meeting or hearing a, an evangelist and thinking, you know what, I'm believing today. And then the next day, I forget about it if it doesn't happen. And so a lot of us, when we don't get healed, we come up with theology. We come up with our own and the theology we come up with hurt us more than anything else. Because rather than pressing in, humbling ourselves and really trying to understand what healing is and how complex we are as a human being and how one part of the body can affect our emotions, it can affect every part of us. It's only then that we're going to get healed. Otherwise, it's not a quick fix. It's not a bandage. We really need to press into the heart of God. So I really thought that God just did this for me. God's sovereign. God healed me. But this is nothing like I'm not going to be able to heal the sick. That didn't even cross my mind. Fast forward six months later, I was so excited. I would share this story with very close friends. I was invited to go to a pastor's conference in Malaysia. And uh, for those who know much about Malaysia, it's a Muslim country. So it was a pastor's conference, but on the last day, they opened up the doors to the public and they said healing service. I never attended a healing service before. 
And I was like, what? Like, what is the healing service? Like, what do you do? I mean, who has authority to heal the sick? And I used to think this, Jeff, didn't Jesus heal because he wanted to prove his God? Hmm. That was my understanding. And many people, you're thinking Jesus healed because he wanted to prove his deity. But if that was the only reason that Jesus healed, why would Mark in his gospel encourage every believer to lay their hands on the sick and see them recover? Mm -hmm. I mean, these are ordinary people. And even in the book of Acts, I mean, the apostles healed. Stephen, who was a deacon, he healed. Does that mean that Stephen was trying to prove his God? (laughs) And these are questions because we're going to have to think, okay, where did sickness come from? What Mm. is the root cause of sickness? And I'm going to get to that in just a second. But I'm going to this conference. It's a healing service. And so this um, pastor comes up on the stage and so many Muslim people come pray for prayer. And the reason why they come is because a lot of Muslim people believe that Jesus is a healer. They don't Mm. believe that Jesus is God. They believe that Jesus is a prophet. Mm. They believe that he's a prophet who healed because in their Quran, there's a couple of stories about, they call him Isa, which is is Jesus' Arabic name. So they believe Isa can heal. And so this is a meeting. It's about Jesus. We're going to come. So this young man, they come, they bring him in. He was on a stretcher laying on his back he had a motorbike accident and his bones were refusing to heal for over two years wow intensive care he had 30 if not more of his family come with him and just to watch what happened and i tell you jeff and that's because of the eastern mindset they believed more in healing than we did because in the eastern mindset The supernatural is completely normal. In the Mm -hmm. Western mindset, if science cannot explain it, it's not normal. Mm -hmm. In the Eastern mindset, there's a belief in the supernatural. In actual fact, the Western mindset, we only have two layers. We have God up there and we have the material world. Whereas the Eastern world, they have three layers of thinking. God's right up the top. In the middle, you have angels and demons and a lot of spiritual interactions. And then down the bottom is the world that you see. Hmm. When you minister healing to someone who's from the Eastern world, they are much more open. They're much more accepting of healing because of their worldview. The problem with this world mind view or worldview is that in the Eastern mindset, there's a deep belief that if you offend the gods with a small g because they don't believe in god the way we believe in god i'm talking about hindus and buddhists and all these people they believe if you offend the gods you get sick Hmm. but Hmm. if you appease the gods then you get healing so Hmm. if you step into Um, a restaurant or any place that belongs to uh, a Thai restaurant or a Buddhist restaurant, you will always see in the corner, if they're religious, that they have some sort of a statue and they have a small amount of food offered to the gods. 
Why? Because they're trying to appease the gods so that the gods will drive away sickness and will drive mm -hmm. away disease. Yeah. The issue is when these people come to Jesus, they begin to think the same. When they get sick, they begin to think God must be upset with me. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Hmm. God is trying to discipline me. And so we begin to say, accept that discipline from God because God wants to correct you. And the problem is God cannot discipline with sickness. And you're like, what? He cannot. Why? Because sickness is a result of sin. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when Jesus paid the price for sin, he also paid the price of sickness. Therefore, God's correct is not to bring cancer on someone and kill them. That, that cannot be God. So where do we get all this? It's because we have a mixture of an Eastern mind view and a Western, uh, and an e the Western and the Eastern interacting together. Yeah. And so in back to my story, I'm in this place so many Muslim people are there. They have their brother on that stretcher. He's completely paralyzed for over two years. And they bring him in the middle and they say um, that the pastor says, we're going to pray for this man. I was so skeptic. I was like, what? You're going to pray for this man? How dare you? Uh -huh. Who do you think you are? Yeah, you're not Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're not Jesus. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And so everyone had the, they were stretching their hands and that was new to me and they were praying. And I was like, oh my God, of course nothing's going to happen. And so he then said, I want everyone to pray and pray as if this young man is your brother. Hmm. And so there was a compassion that just came upon me. And I thought, wow, like, what if this man was my brother? So I just started to pray and I said, God, I don't understand what's happening. And I really don't have it in my worldview that you can even do this because I never grew up with this. But if you still heal, then I want you to change me and to transform me. And to even heal my sick mother who was at home in Sydney, in Australia. So they stretch out their hands to this man and they say this to them. The pastor says, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give unto you in the name of Jesus the Christ. Get up and walk. And Jeff, what happened that day shook me forever. This man stood up and walked what is more amazing was not the healing of this man when an altar call was given all all his muslim family came to jesus because they saw this miracle and i was shaking because i was thinking i've been praying for muslims to get to know Jesus. But my way was I need to convince them that Muhammad is wrong. I need to convince them. But this was a door. I don't need to convince anybody. 
All I need to do is minister healing. And when they see the kingdom come and see their brother heal, they will understand that God is real and that yes. Jesus healed this man. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Robbie Dawkins, I don't know if you know Robbie Dawkins, he does a lot of work in the Muslim world. And he said the exact same thing. He said, the thing about Muslims is that they are very, uh, he said, they're very superstitious as well. And they're very responsive to the things of the spirit, even if they aren't, you know, even if they're Muslim and not Jew or not Christian or not whatever. Um, and he said, you can do apologetics with them. He's like, it doesn't get you as far as what you're describing, Yvonne, is, is that one spark lit a fire of revival within that family because of that one thing and he said that that's he's like nothing beats the creative miracles that god does um you know uh because because of things like that so yes absolutely jeff and when god opened up a door for us to minister healing through television to the muslim world the amount of Muslim people that came to Jesus because of healing. So we were not even preaching conversion. We were just saying, believe God. If you have a sick child, yeah. him before the Lord and God was healing them and they were being converted to Christianity. So I began to be like, this is an amazing door to evangelism. I began to understand that Jesus did not just heal because he wanted to prove he was God. In actual fact, there's always a Bible verse that's following Jesus' intent. It says, out of compassion. So Jesus had compassion on the sick. Jesus knew that, in actual fact, Acts 10, 38, it says this, it says that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went ahead healing the sick because of, he went ahead and he healed all the sick because they were oppressed by the devil. So he understood that when someone's sick, it's because the devil wants to oppress us. So Jesus wanted to bring freedom and he had compassion on the sick. So my whole worldview was shattered. I really came to understand I need to get rid of this worldview because it does not cater for the supernatural. It does not have it in there. Even when you see someone who's about to die, do you believe enough to believe that Jesus is willing and is able to heal this person now. And I remember hearing Reinhard Bonnke, and he said this, he said, this is the key. If you're praying for 90, for 100 people, and the first 99 don't get healed, pray for the last one as if the entire 99 got healed. And what does that mean? You are, your faith is rooted on the word of God, not on experience. Because what we get to see is that in the Western worldview and the Eastern worldview, we build our understanding of God on experience. So if you speak to someone, they'll say, well, my mother was a believer. She loved God. She had cancer. We prayed for her and she died. So they'll allow that experience to shape their understanding of God. 
And so we need to repent, and that's a strong word, because repentance is not stopping the sin that we're doing. It's changing our way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Mark starts his gospel by saying, repent for the kingdom of God's at hand. And then he presents a gospel that's on steroids. He presents yeah. the gospel of Jesus casting out demons, Jesus yeah. healing the sick. And at the end, he says, all believers can do that because Christ is in them. So I needed Jeff to relearn everything. And I remember this. I remember that I was once doing an assignment and I accidentally deleted my work. And I was so upset. In prayer, the Lord said to me, do you remember when you accidentally deleted your assignment? I said, yes, Lord. He said, could you do that with your theology? Hmm. He said, it needs to go because you have learned and learned and learned yeah. from everyone else. So we learn from our parents. We learn from our denomination. We learn from our churches, our elders. And we begin to think that we know it all. And it was only when I said, Lord, would you delete my worldview? Because I just want a biblical understanding and a biblical worldview of who you are, who I am, and what is your position about sickness and disease. So let me start by who God is. Exodus 15, 26. And those who are watching, I'd love for you to write this down. It says this, God said this to Moses. He said, if you would listen carefully to the voice of the Lord and you would do what is right in his sight, obeying his commandments and his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases which were brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Um, in other words, I am Jehovah Rapha. So the, these people, God's people, they knew God as they crossed and exited Egypt. The Red Sea opened up. They walked on dry ground. They saw Pharaoh's army drown in the water. So they knew God as the God who is all powerful. But they did not know him as the one who is the healer. Hmm. And today, we need to understand before anything, even at the beginning, is that God is the God who heals. In other words, healing is God's character. We cannot separate God from healing. So we come and say, Jesus is my savior. That is true. But Jesus is also my healer. Mm -hmm. He is also my deliverer. And we cannot begin to think that God, see, the Eastern worldview, they have this symbol and it's called the yin and the yang. And mm -hmm. what that is, it's a ball. It's got, it's all white on one side and it has one black dot. And then on the opposite side, it's all black and it's got one white dot. And the Eastern people will tell you because God is all white. But there's that black dot in him, which we really cannot understand. We just don't get it. Well, so many believers, they believe God that way in the biblical sense. And that is wrong because they believe that God's a healer. But sometimes God will inflict sickness on us 
to try and discipline us. That is that black little ball yep. that we don't understand. And we begin to quote Job. We quote Old Testament. And we're just like, and we don't even understand that in the Old Testament, there was no understanding of demons. If you read the entire Old Testament, there's not many, there's not a lot of mention other than maybe the book of Daniel of demons inflicting sickness on people. They believe that the good and the bad came from God. Hmm. But in the New Testament, Jesus' main purpose is to reveal to us who the Father is. So when Jesus healed the sick, Jesus was trying to say that God is a healer. Hmm. So that needs to be rooted and that needs to be the foundation of even our understanding. And so at the end of the day, we need to understand this, Jeff, that we are not, because in the Western worldview, there's a lot of Greek philosophy embedded. What is Greek philosophy? It's called dualism. In other words, we believe that we are a spirit, a soul, and a body, and they're all separate. So if my body's sick, I can go to the doctor. But if I have depression, I can go to my pastor. Mm-hmm. That's separation. That needs to go because when we divorce the physical from the spiritual, the doctor becomes our God. Mm. And we come and say, yeah. I cannot get healed because the doctor said, "Yeah, I'm not speaking against doctors. Jesus no. never spoke against doctors. I never tell anyone, stop your medication or any of this. But all I say is that the two, we are connected. And one dimension influences the other dimension. Yeah. And I've even witnessed on that note. I mean, that right there, what you described is very prevalent in the Western world. Um, So much so that yeah, you care more about, well, the doctor said X, Y, Z. So it doesn't matter. It, it That suddenly trumps anything that the Bible says about healing, anything that, that any of our authority to, to, to pray for healing over people, it trumps all of that. And so I've seen people get very locked into that specific mindset, I, myself included, like th- that's the world I grew up in. And it's hard too, when you have relatives who you love, who might even be believers who are speaking those types of things out. Well, this, this is this, and that this is, this is what's going to happen, you know, um, where they completely forsake any of God's promises. And I think some of that can be hope deferred. Some of that can be, you know, I know I, I get it, but yeah, I mean that what you described is massive uh, yeah, in the Western world. It is huge. And as you said, if I believe that the doctor said, then I unintentionally made the doctor God Mm -hmm. because I believe if the doctor said it, then that's just what's going to happen. The thing is, if I read Hebrews 4.12, it says this, and the word of God carries a lot of healing. So even as I'm reading the scriptures, I know many people are even getting healed. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper then the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow 
That doesn't mean that the Apostle Paul or the writer of the Hebrews is preaching a fragmented model. He's not saying that. He is saying that there is, we are complex as human beings. And he is saying that the human body needs to be, needs to work together in unity. And it's only through the word of God that we can be united. And so you get to see, Jeff, that most psychosomatic um, diseases and even diseases like depression, oppression, bipolar, they are treated chemically only. So how do people get depressed? Something happens and you get depressed. So there's a root cause. Rather than digging deep and thinking, why am I depressed? Like, what is the cause of my depression? What do most people do? Because the Western mindset fragments God, what we go and do is we go to the doctor and we're like, I'm not feeling, I feel depressed. What will the doctor do? Give you the pills. Doctor, exactly, chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. You have just treated a spiritual problem with chemicals. And the problem is that's gonna you're going to increase in intensity. You're going to go to the next dose. And unfortunately, many people don't end up well because you are not fixing the root cause. Mm -hmm. But we need to understand that healing comes. One of the biggest avenues is through the word of God that is able to penetrate through the joints and the marrows. Did we, do we know that in the marrow, in the bone marrow, the blood is formed? So the blood that just runs through all of our body is formed in the bone marrow. That is the function of the bone marrow. The word of God literally enters that. That's why I tell people, if you're sick, lay down and just hear healing scriptures. Just let your bones hear that. Mm -hmm. Just let, your, let it penetrate on the inside of you because the promises of God, they carry healing. But for me, for you to do that or for anyone to do that, we need to get rid of that Western mindset, which does not allow for the supernatural to be natural. And we've got to understand that the Bible is a supernatural book. I mean, who believes that a virgin has a baby? How, does, how do we believe that? Right. How do we believe that? Yeah. And then when we come to talk about healing, we struggle with that. We believe in a God who is able to create new organs. We believe in a God who is able to open the eyes of the blind. And he can use us because we have been united to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we really need to understand that. But I really want to get into the biblical mindset. So starting with the biblical mindset. Let's look at the word disease. The word disease comes from two words. This is. In other words, lack of ease in the body. What about the word disorder? Again, disorder. In other words, there is a disruption of God's holistic peace and relational well-being over our body. So we need to get this straight. That sickness and disease entered, and this is the biblical worldview, entered the world when sin entered the world. We need to get that clear. It, it, it's not because we opened the door to the demonic. It's not because in actual fact, when you give Jesus complete authority over your life, 
you don't even carry authority to give it to the devil. Hmm. Right? Okay, and say that again. Say that again. <laughs> that's that's deep. Yeah. So people say, I think I, I'm sick because I opened up a door to the enemy or I opened up a door to the demonic. Mm. What the enemy wants you to believe is that you are the one to blame and that you opened up a door to the demon. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Now, technically speaking, that's wrong because if you genuinely surrendered the complete ownership of your life to Jesus, then you carry no authority to give to the devil. Yeah. You okay. have literally signed up your life to Jesus. You said, Lord, yeah. you are the Lord of my life. So therefore, the enemy comes to steal your health. The enemy comes to kill and steal and destroy. So rather than uniting with God and trying to evict that sickness or disease out of your body, what you're doing on the opposite side is blaming yourself mm. and believing that you're the one to blame for that sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously, I mean, you're talking about people who are in right standing with the Lord, right? Because obviously, elephant in the room, if you go and, and, and someone comes to you and they're a, a witch doctor or something, and they say, hey, I can open up a portal to healing spirits that will come in. Let me open this portal. And you do that. And then that... That you brought on yourself, but generally speaking, I mean, Satan does do that. Like, like those little lies of like, oh, you did something wrong. You, you opened up a door to, to this and that. And, and honestly, what a lot of that does too, is it just robs you of your joy too, because you're starting to like batten down all the hatches and you're just being completely fear motivated in your relationship with God of like, I need to get everything out of the way. I need to, you know, and it's just stress and more stress and more stress. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know, Jeff, let me clarify that I'm not talking about believers who are intentionally doing something wrong or opening a door to the demonic. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about genuine believers who surrendered yeah. everything to the Lord, mm -hmm. but the enemy is lying to them. Yeah. And the enemy is telling them, oh, you can't get healed because maybe you opened the door to the demonic. I'm not talking about someone who is living in disobedience and living in sin, because if you choose to do that, then you haven't genuinely surrendered the mm -hmm. ownership of your life to Jesus. But I'm talking about all the lies that come to genuine believers who love the Lord, but believe somehow, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I opened up a door to this. Maybe I opened up a door to that. But the root cause really of how sin entered the world, of how sickness entered the world is through sin. Where do we find that in the Bible? Romans 5.12, it says this, when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone had sinned. So we need to understand something very important. When sin entered the world, sickness entered the world, demons entered the world, eternal punishment became the consequence. That is the pure biblical view of sickness. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want just people to have a worldview of healing. We need to also understand what is sickness. Yeah. But we need to understand this, 
that when relationship with, with, when God's relationship with Adam was fractured, that's the result. The result was the curse. The curse brought four things, sin, sickness, demons, eternal punishment. But when we got reconciled through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, then those four were reversed. Rather than sin, we preach the forgiveness of sin. Rather than sickness, we preach healing. Rather than demons, we preach deliverance. And rather than eternal punishment, we preach eternal life. So what the church has done is we stuck to salvation and eternal life. And most believers, whether they come from Baptist, Anglican, whatever, they will tell you they are saved, they are headed to heaven. That's awesome. But the two middle ones, which are healing and deliverance, we become a little bit shaky. And we don't understand that Jesus on the cross paid the price. Why? How did he pay the price? The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin. Jesus became that curse. Jesus took upon himself the sin, the sickness, the demonic realm, and even the eternal punishment. So if I fully believe in the finished work of the cross, I have to stand on the salvation of Jesus, right. the healing of Jesus, right. the deliverance of Jesus, and the eternal life. That needs to be clarified in my head. And so let's go to um, John 3, chapter 1 and verses 2. He says this. He says, dear friend, I hope all is well with you. And that you are as healthy in body as you are in spirit. So we get to see, um, Jeff, that this verse destroys the Western mindset. Yeah. Because look at what it says. It says, I want you to be healthy in your body as much as you're healthy in your spirit. In other words, God cares about your physical health. God cares about your spiritual health. And the two are so connected. If you are suffering from depression and you're not dealing with this depression, that will eventually manifest in back pain. It can manifest in, you know, knee pain and vice versa. If you're sick in your physical body and you're not pressing into the healing, you can end up with Fear, sadness, depression, rejection, even offend, offended at God, thinking, why aren't you healing me, God? But we need to understand that God is interested in my physical health. Even if it's just a tiny problem, God, we think that God is so big. He has a lot of problems to look out for. He's not interested about my back pain. He's right. not interested. He, yeah. he just wants me to go to heaven. And that's, yeah. that's what I think. Well, and I think too, a lot of that, I'm reminded of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, which it talks about physical, uh, physical health, physical training. It says, for physical training has some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And so I think what I've noticed is a lot of doctrine gets built around that going, ah, physical health isn't as important 
therefore it's not important therefore and it's this weird thing that happens in our in our minds where it's like suddenly you find yourself in that place of saying no god doesn't care about my physical body he just cares about my eternal body all of those things and so that also that mentality bleeds over into so many different aspects of even just our life on earth where not caring about the environment not caring which is god's creation not caring about this not caring about that so it, it like I can see how that mentality can can create a seed, plant a seed in multiple different avenues within our our range of thought as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, Jeff, I had someone say to me, "What's the point of physical healing when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? He ended up dying later in life anyway." Wow. That's... So, what, so what's the point? Like very Debbie Downer of her. Right. Her point is your body is the temple of god yeah you are sick in your body it's very difficult to complete your god-given calling mm -hmm. and purpose because mm -hmm. how are you gonna how are you gonna have a testimony how are you gonna even walk and evangelize how are you gonna i mean you're just gonna be laying in bed and in so much pain is that what god wants for you and if that's the reason why would the bible say that jesus healed all why would he say that? I mean, we don't even see Jesus doing an interview. Like the Bible says that healing went out of him. Mm -hmm. He healed. And some people tell you, well, you need to be fasting more. You need to be praying more. Maybe you need to have a worship, a worship you know, song in the background because you really want to set the atmosphere right. You don't see any of that. You just see Jesus carrying such power and power is being released wherever he is. And we need to understand that we are united to Jesus. We have been made one with him. So we don't carry less power, even if we are wounded. In other words, we are the wounded healers. What is that? It means that sometimes you yourself have not received your healing, but you still can pray for someone else mm -hmm. and see them healed. And you don't understand how it works. And the thing is, we're not trying to understand God because the Western thinking is built on two things, rationality and analytics. And there's a lot of rationality, uh -huh. rational thinking. It's called common sense. Think about it. That doesn't happen in science. It's not going to happen in your life. But we need to really examine ourselves and get rid of that because at the end of the day, we have the mind of Christ and we need to understand that we don't carry a little bit of authority. See, Jeff, we think that Jesus carries all authority, but we don't. The truth is, let me explain this to you. If you are driving your vehicle and a police who has been in office for a couple of hours, now you don't know that. You don't know that he's been in office for a couple of hours. He's very newly employed. He's on the job, he's got a badge, and the way he'll stop you is he'll just go like that and you need to stop. Do you question him? Do you say, how long have you been in power for? <laughs> Do you tell him, can I read your badge? Yeah. <laughs> Are you legit? You yeah. don't. You stop. And the police will not stop you in his name. Never. The police will stop you in the name of the state. Mm -hmm. And you stop. 
You And whatever the police says, you will obey. Why? Because you understand the authority he carries or she mm -hmm. carries. So we need to understand that we are that police. Wow, we yeah. are those people who mm -hmm. have been, we never Great. stop or cast that demons or heal the sick in our name. We don't have it. But in the name of Jesus, we carry the authority of Jesus. In actual fact, those who are watching and viewing, I'd love for you to even write that and remember that. That if you operate in the name of Jesus, you operate in the authority of Jesus. Hmm. You need to understand that. And that's why do not say in the name of Jesus loosely. Because that name carries power. If you are going to operate under that name, then you must operate under the authority. His name and his authority are one. And so the moment, Jeff, we begin to understand that, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to get rid of what we have learned in the world. I'm trying to get rid of, since we went to school, we've been learning rationality. Mm -hmm. And we've been told, did you know that most, all of us, our minds, we have genius minds, but we've been so limited. Do you know why? Mm -hmm. Because since we were born, we've been told no. Mm -hmm. The word no gets told to us all through life. Don't do that. And don't do that. And don't do that. We hardly get told yes. So we were so limited to believe. Then we come to the gospel and Jesus said that nothing is impossible to you. He says that if you see a mountain and you command it to go, it will go. That you can lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. That you carry authority over sickness and disease and demons. And so what is that? It is understanding who we are. Therefore, healing, and I want to say that, is the event or process of bringing wholeness to someone. It's not an event only, but it's a life journey of understanding the authority we carry, of understanding our identity, because the moment you separate and you don't know who you are, you won't be able to heal the sick. But if you know that you have died to self, the apostle Paul said this, I died, I was crucified with Christ. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So if we begin to genuinely believe that Christ lives in me, I operate in his authority. I can lay my hands in the sick and bind sickness and disease and they will not stand a chance. Mm. And the thing is, what is funny is that we get surprised when someone gets healed. When we should get surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> healed like in a healing meeting when someone yay look at what god's done because we don't even have this we are operating out of the old man not the new creation in christ and so what i want to really ground in this first part is for us to go away and really just examine our worldview yeah what am i influenced with and the problem is, Jeff, when I am so rooted in the Western world, in other words, God really doesn't care about my body. You know what that opened up a door to? New age. Mm. God doesn't care about my body. 
The church doesn't care about my body. My church doesn't pray for my body. What am I going to do? I'm going to go and I'm going to seek all the natural, and they're not natural. They all are belief system-based, but I'm going to go there and I'm going to practice acupuncture. I'm going to practice this. I'm going to go and do yoga. Why? Because God doesn't care about my body. So I'm going to have to look after my body because God's not interested in my body. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Do you oh, see yeah. That mindset is honestly terrible because yeah. we need to think, okay, why am I doing acupuncture? Like, why? Why am I going? Why am I not going to God and believing Him? Why am I not standing on my healing and declaring that mm. those promises are for me and that God wants to heal me? God's interested in me. Mm. So the moment we get rid of that belief system and the Eastern even mindset that God might be punishing me or disciplining me and just be rooted that on the cross, Jesus paid the price of my sickness yeah. and my disease. And I want to press into what Jesus paid for. I want to appropriate that. It is that time. Even if the healing doesn't manifest this week, even if it manifests next week, but I'm never going to allow my circumstance or what the doctor said or my experience to change what the promise of God for my life is. Hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on. There's, there's just so much. Good. I know, man. I'm like sitting here like it's a lot to chew on. It's so good. Like there's, man. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's that time. And like, you know, we really, we really need to understand. Let me say this because this is actually so important. In the English translation of the Bible, the word salvation has been translated into three separate words. So it's being translated into healing and deliverance and salvation. But the Greek word for salvation is sozo. The Bible says that when Jesus healed, he used that same word. So for example, let me tell you this. The woman with the issue of blood, this is what it says in Matthew 9:22. Jesus turned around and saw her. He said, take heart, daughter, your faith has saved you. So, so do. What did we do in the English language? Rather than the word so, so do, we wrote healed you. So what did we end up thinking? Salvation is God's heart for us, but healing is secondary. Mm. The next mm. word is in Luke 8.36, the man who was demonized. In, it says this, those who had seen him told the people how the demon-possessed man had been sozoed. In other words, had been saved. What did the English translation write? Had been cured. Hmm. So what does that mean? When we read the Bible, we come and say salvation is God's primary purpose. But healing and deliverance are not central. Yeah. But when we understand that healing, deliverance are as central as salvation, then every church and every believer will minister healing to the sick because we want what Jesus paid for to be experienced through that person's body. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Like, and it's, it, it is, that is one of the areas where the, the English language really um, doesn't help. Cause it's like, there's so many words, you know, when you start doing word studies, you realize there's so many words within Hebrew and even Greek that have multiple meanings that don't, you can't translate that whole sentence in place of a word. So you're like, okay, well, heal, healed, you know, or, or saved or, um, and yeah, it just, it has so much more when you actually, that's why it's so important to study the word. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. Um, and I recommend everybody bust out the concordance. Yes. And really dig in. If a, if a verse is really starting to stand out to you, get a concordance. The YouVersion Bible app has great resources on it as well. I'm a I'm a I'm a physical book person. Uh, so, um, you know, for all those people that are on their tablets, uh, Bible Hub is great too. Yeah, thanks, Illumination. Yeah, you can go to Bible Hub. Um, if you're a if you're a only digital Bible person, but if not, go get a get a concordance and 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 start going to town because it's really going to open you up to just like, wow, like the, the scripture is so much more deep than, than we, we give it credit for, but, but it can also affect your theology too. Like, like you're t- describing with Sozo. Absolutely. So. And I tell you what, Jeff, the word Sozo, which means healing in Greek has been mentioned over 110 times in the new Testament alone. The wow. first time, of, for example, um, Acts, Acts 4.12, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we can be sozoed, saved. So in that context, it means salvation. But when Jesus healed, it says that he, that your faith has sozoed you, saved you. When he delivered, it says the man had been sozoed. So what does that mean? That shows you the depth and the extent of that word. It means that when you say, I am saved, you mean to say you're saved, healed, and delivered. So don't just take one part and think the most important thing is salvation. Well, the thing is Jesus paid for your healing. Why would you leave that? Why would you allow your body to be sick and not fulfill what God has on your life. Mm. Yeah. That's a huge mentality shift too. Cause if, if someone has received salvation, it's like, well, yeah, I do believe I'm saved. Well, then that means that you also should be able to grab a hold of being delivered and healed at the same time. Right. Like, so yeah, absolutely. In actual fact, if you are saved in your spirit, you become saved. If you are saved in your body, you get healed. If you are saved in your soul, you become delivered. And if Jesus died on the cross, spirit, soul, and body, then we need to receive that spirit, soul, and body. Mm. And it's only when you know what belongs to you that you grab a hold of this and you're like, okay, this is mine. And I don't want to. And a lot of the time, Jeff, we become friends with sickness. Yeah. It becomes our friend. So for uh-huh. example, people will say, I want you to pray for my cancer. It is not your cancer. Yeah. Yeah. It is the devil's cancer. 
Don't say it's my cancer, but people identify with what they have and they make friends with that. Mm -hmm. So healing is when you reject that and you're like, you don't belong to me. I I don't want you in my body. You need to get out. I'm issuing you an eviction notice because I am appropriating what Jesus did on the cross. Even if you keep going to the doctor and even if the doctor continues to give you a bad report, you are standing not on what the doctor said, but on what Jesus said. Mm. Yeah, we have Andrew Tao on the show regularly, and he shared a couple of times this story. He had had a stroke and the doctor showed him the brain scan and was like, you've had a stroke and this is yeah, da, 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 da. And all he said to him is, so you say, uh, and he was like, I refuse to take this on as uh, and, and so he ended up getting miraculously healed as a result. He wasn't going to be able to talk normally ever again, you know, and then so much so that like the doctor, I mean, he showed him the brain scan and he showed him exactly where it was. And they came back for a, a checkup and he looked at the brain scan and nothing was there. Like, yeah. and he was like, wait, what? You know, like the doctor just was not, it was not computing this brain, but Andrew refused to accept that. And, you know, I've shared several times, um, you know, back in 2019, I had a bout with anxiety and, and there were so many people that came around me to try and tell me, this is who you are. This is part of who you are now. It's a, and I was like, I know that it was my poor choices, mine, that got me into this situation of mismanaging stress and all these things, I refuse to accept this as part of who I am because it's not part of who I am. And so I refuse to, I would talk to people and they're like, yeah, my anxiety, when my anxiety, and I'm like, hold on. I'm like, and these are believers. I'm like, that is not, that's not yours. Like, this isn't what I'm going through right now is not mine. Like, it's not, I don't claim it as part of who I am, you know? And I think it's very important. Like, that is... Yeah, totally. And the question is going to become this, Jeff. Do we want to get healed? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, um, when Jesus went to the man who was um, lame for 38 years, he said this to him. He said to him, do you want to get well? And it's like, doesn't it? Don't don't you think I want to get well? No. He had become friends with sickness because the thing is, through sickness, some people think there's a lot of benefits. Mm. So there are people who get benefits from the government. There's a, a lot of people who get money. Um, and I'm, I know that for a fact in Australia, they even call it, you know, disability. That, and that gives them excess funds to help them out. So when you tell them you're going to get healed, the biggest thing is, but I might not um, qualify for my compensation. Yeah, that's what blows. <laughs> yeah. That's blown my mind the most. I've talked to people, ministers who heal and do healing and services and all that kind of stuff, healing and deliverance, that they've told me stories of people that were like, no, only pray for this aspect of of my healing because I get government assistance. I'm like, that blew my mind. I was like, what? Like, but it's a thing. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's a thing. I, I spoke to a mother one day and she basically said to me, when I was well, none of my children were visiting me. And oh, now bedridden, they're coming to visit me every week. So when I get healed, they don't want they wow. want so the thing is, Jeff, you people are like, oh well, I've been praying, believing God, 
that but I'm not healed. This is a in part one. What I really want to achieve is for us to take time to examine our worldview, to repent of our worldview, and to understand that God doesn't just want to heal me, God wants to use us mm. to spread his kingdom, to walk yeah. in the streets, to lay hands on the sick, because people cannot see Jesus, but they can see you. You yeah. are his hands mm. and feet and tongue. And yeah. when you embrace your call, then that's when the kingdom will expand and revival will come. Yeah. And something else I really want to, I really just feel um, as you were saying that um, to kind of tag on to that, because I know there are some people who have really been standing on the promise that God is a healer and he wants to heal them. And you've done all the, all the, the, the healing internally, God is walking you through that. And I really, really want to urge those of you who resist the urge, resist the temptation to give in to um, self-condemnation. If there's the, an area, like if you're like, oh, that's why I'm not healed. It's because I've got to be doing something wrong. So let me rack my brain again and try and figure this out. Like just allow the Holy Spirit to inform you if there are errors in your ways, then course correct. Repent of those things. Change your the direction that you've been going in terms of that. But yeah, like it's not like it, it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not this like pointing finger like, ah, oh, see, there you go. That's why I haven't healed you is because of this. No, like and and that's why this series is so good because it, we're walking people through that, you know? And so that I'm just I'm I this this first episode is absolutely dynamite, Yvonne. Yeah. Like so good. People share this, share this with people that need healing. Like, oh my goodness, you guys. Like, um, the more people we have that have an accurate biblical understanding of healing and also knowing our authority, like, oh, the better, especially with what God is doing this year. Like, so good. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So and I good. feel Jeff, even as every time as we do this. I also want to pray um, for those to get for, for people to get healed, but yes. for them also to be activated. Yeah, uh, it would be good if you would go out this week and pray for someone. Maybe send a testimony, um, you know, to Elijah. Fire and say, "Hey, I heard this. I was empowered. You know, I laid my hands on this, and that happened." I would love for many to just report how God is using them because it was never in my context. But next week, I'm going to share how God used me for the first time and how difficult it was through a word of knowledge, but then how now that became the normal. That is awesome. my lifestyle. So we're awesome. going to do that next week. Awesome. Love it. Okay. So I want you to pray for people because I do believe that every week we're going to, someone or some people are going to get healed, you know, so, um, so go for it. Amen. Amen. I want to start by reminding you of this verse. It says that for this reason, the Son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So when Jesus healed, he destroyed the work of the devil. And the same Jesus, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is speaking to you right now, telling you, I want to destroy the work of the devil over your health. I want to let go of that. So let's come in union with that. So wherever you are, just lift up your hands to the Lord. And I want you to begin 
to um, just invite the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Just begin and say, Holy Spirit, come and intensify your presence right now. I want you to begin to surrender your the ownership of your life to Jesus, to give him full authority over your life now. So just say, Lord, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I repent. I repent of all my sins. I re repent of my weaknesses, my ways, even my worldview. And I just come right now and I ask that you take complete and total ownership of my life. I surrender my life to you right now. Wherever you are, just lay your hands on that sickness. If it's a physical sickness or even if it's a mental condition, just lay your hand over your body. And let me pray. Receive that. Father, in the name of King Jesus right now, Father, as your daughter, I take full authority over sickness and disease. Everyone who is watching this and those later, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every spirit of sickness and disease, any malfunction in any of the organs. If they need creative miracles, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your healing. Reveal yourself right now in the name of Jesus as the God who is their healer. Holy Spirit, do it now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your healing presence in their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, I command every demonic condition or demonic spirit to let go of them, to leave them, to be uplifted in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing to them right now. Receive your healing. Grab a hold of this healing. God's touching you. Some of you, you might feel heat. You might feel electricity. And maybe you don't feel anything. But begin to do something you could not do before. Begin to move an arm or a leg. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for heart conditions, for eyes to be open in the name of Jesus, blindness to go, deafness in the name of Jesus. I speak to ear to be opened, cancerous cells to shrivel in the name of Jesus, depression, oppression, and anxiety, suicide. I command those spirits to shift and leave in the name of King Jesus right now. And Father, I speak to their body, pain to be lifted and to go, migraines, headaches, in the name of Jesus. Father, I release your kingdom. I release the healing power of your kingdom. And Father, in the name of Jesus right now, I activate everyone who is watching, who is getting hungry, who is like, Lord, would you use me to heal the sick? Father, in the name of Jesus, I activate them right now to lay the hands on the sick and they, and they see them recover, to be filled in the Holy Spirit right now, to increase in boldness, to increase in words of knowledge in the name of Jesus. Those that are hungry, those that are putting a demand on the kingdom right now, let your kingdom come upon them father in jesus name right now and lord i thank you i thank you for equipping the saints for the work of the ministry in the name of jesus amen and amen and amen Woo, man amen <laughs> amen that is what i'm talking about so everybody um i got reminded 
Um, if you have questions, this, I know there's gonna be a lot of questions, even off of this first one, um, put them in the comment section. Yvonne, how can people, how can people follow you? I know you have a book revealing the healer. Do you talk about a lot of this in that book? Yeah. So that awesome. is actually one of the chapters, um, in the book. Um, but yes, uh, there's the website, celebratefreedomministries.org. Um, there's actually a physical healing course as well that, um, that I teach all of that and just lead people through as well. So they can awesome. get that or they can follow me on the, my, on my YouTube channel. If you awesome. Want to and then a link is in the description under stuff we talked about to purchase that book. If you have not yet. And you're like, wow, this is this lady, uh, this lady knows her stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, straight revelation from heaven uh yes she does um so you can get that book yvonne thank you so much this is amazing i thank can't you. wait for part two amen thank yeah. you so much Jeff. thank you for having me absolutely so, yeah so everybody go out and lay hands on somebody this week and pray and we're going to talk all about it next week too so yeah, yeah it's going to be great um everybody that is our show have an amazing wednesday also, there's a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com slash donate. That makes sure that this stays afloat. Anytime you donate, even if it's five bucks, 20 bucks or more, that money goes to keeping this free at five days a week. And then we also take a portion of that and we're doing some amazing efforts over in Uganda. And even we branched into other countries like Nepal and Ethiopia. Uh, and we're digging freshwater wells and transforming these communities so they can actually build their communities. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. You guys have been so generous. So thank you so much for that. We will see you guys tomorrow, which is Thursday. I have to say that because sometimes I forget, Yvonne. I forget which day it is. So tomorrow's Thursday. See you guys then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.